Because in the end, I absolutely agree. You know, I took a social media diet for one week. And what I found is I talked to more people. I talked directly either over the telephone or in person to more people. And it also gave me a clue as to how much energy was leaking out, creative energy, that's leaking out into, it's just going into social media and instead of into relationships. Now, finding a balance there because we also can use it as a bridge to have conversations with people that we don't, we, we do know and have met face-to-face, in real life, or whatever you want to call it, and yet, which is great, and we can use that to build a bridge, or we could use it to dig a deep, dark hole, <laughs> and we can just crawl in and hide. So there's, there's an opportunity there. It's all about finding a, I really don't like the word balance, but finding an equilibrium. I think equilibrium will go a long ways to helping alleviate those extremes of behavior that we can sometimes see on social media. But I, I agree that there are significant social implications and changes. There's no question about it. I 100% agree with you. Good morning, Greg. It's morning in Australia. Just calling in about the smartphone. Uh, I know you're talking about iPhones, but I think any mobile digital device presents similar issues and positives as well. Talking about work-life balance, I want to talk about the social aspect. So what I see happening with a lot of people around me is that due to constant contact and communication through our devices, we are committing to social activities less. I haven't done research formally, but just in my group of friends, what I found is people are less likely to catch up because they have so many options. And what I found for myself personally is that sometimes I end up doing nothing. And I think a digital device gives us a sense of connection and relatedness with other people, almost replacing social contact. And I think that's interesting to watch in society. What is it doing to us as human species in a social setting? Hey, Greg, Barbara Capey here. I've been doing a lot of listening for the last few days. So I'm listening to stations and kind of catching up. And I listened to your exchange about the impact of this thing in our pocket, whether it's an iPhone or whatever, just this mobile computer in our pockets. And I agree with Georgie D that there's a certain way that it's affected our social interaction with other people. I'm amazed when I run into people how much they talk about what I've posted online or different things. Whereas five years ago when I was doing that, not too many of my friends were noticing. But I will say I am spending less time in Facebook in particular and posting there because I'm finding that it it shapes people's view of me in a way that I'm not so sure I like all the time. So I'm actually doing less there. And if you don't mind, Greg, here's a part two. And I'm actually doing more posting at, well, Anchor. Um, Twitter is a place that I use quite often. Um, Instagram. 
Snapchat. I, I'm more in other spaces, partly because I'm an expert and I love meeting new people, and in particular online. But I'm also I'm noticing that, thankfully, my friends are finding me there, and they're getting out of the Facebook wheel and circle, so to speak, because it's just easier at some of these other places. At least that's my perspective. Um, now, again, there's other reasons why I do postings of my life there. But I'm just finding I'm I'm changing how I do my social postings and what's in my pocket. And, of course, the last year and a half, I've just enjoyed posting at Anchor. I'm enjoying the audio aspect of life a lot more. Well, I'm really glad that uh, Barbara called in to share her observations and how she's intentionally using the tools available to her on her smartphone to shape and to create and engage with people in the way that she wants. And so, as opposed to, I think it's really easy to get caught up in the tail wagging the dog where we, oh, I gotta be on Facebook, I gotta be on Facebook, I gotta do this on Facebook, is Facebook Live, Facebook Audio, but like the point that Barbara makes is we have we have the we have that but we also have Twitter Anchor and I think she mentioned Instagram I'm not on Instagram um, I just and maybe if I did less on Facebook <clears throat> maybe that'd be different and it's interesting though a friend of mine who's in the business of he's a uh, a master who teaches Reiki uh, and does Reiki certification and training and kind of a more esoteric approach to coaching uh, people, uh, practitioners. He, he, his Facebook presence is very, very strong. He's leveraging Facebook Live big time. It has very engaged people, but it's also something he's been developing for 10 years and he's tweaking and modifying it and really making really great use of Facebook groups. Now, I think Facebook groups are a whole different thing than the Facebook news feed. It, it's really a customized feed and it's, it's not uh, curated or algorithmed, if that's a word, by Facebook. It's by the group. Everybody posts, everybody gets notified, everybody has an equal opportunity to see, view, and respond. So I think Facebook groups are really are really a, a very different thing, a very different animal, a very different opportunity. Something that perhaps if you want to be really social, we need to look in. And the other great thing is it's all accessible through your phone. So, you know, I think that... Uh, there's a lot of different impacts and effects that this thing we have in our pocket, whether it's an iPhone or an Android phone, doesn't matter, but it's absolutely changed the way we conduct ourselves, how we interact with each other, the things we do, and the things we don't do. And it's going to continue to refine itself month by month, quarter by quarter, year by year. And this time next year, it's going to look very different than it does today. So it's all about trying to stay in touch and stay connected and 
with it all. Should be interesting.